0: Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. What should you do if you can't pay your debts? That's got to be the number one question, period, that people have and why they'd be coming to see you, Blair. But this is for folks. If you're having difficulty making monthly debt payments or struggling to pay off those credit cards and other bills, we're going to get some great expert advice from Blair on what to avoid if you're in these types of situations. So, Blair, if someone is struggling to make their debt payments or has already missed a payment or more, What's the first thing you recommend they do?
1: Well, the first and the best thing you can do if you find yourself facing a financially difficult situation is to connect with a licensed insolvency trustee that's local to your province and to your community. An LIT, a licensed insolvency trustee, is your top resource for dealing with debt and we're Canada's only professionals fully qualified, endorsed, and authorized to advise you on all of your options and will help work with you through the various solutions that can help you resolve your debt issues. So you might contact a trustee when you need. some insight into your legal rights when it comes to a debt when you want to know whether a debt is actually collectible or not and of course what to do when despite all of your best efforts you just can't pay that debt back Um, or if you're making regular payments but you just need to explore some solutions and how you can better manage your debt. If you're facing an extreme situation, working with an LIT is going to allow you to get protection from your creditors and stop all of these escalating actions like all the collection calls, the demands for payments, um, even court actions, but it doesn't have to be that extreme for you to reach out for help. In my experience, the majority of people that I talk with, they wish they hadn't struggled for so long before getting some professional assistance and support. And I know as an LIT it can feel overwhelming, it can feel hopeless, isolating, like you're the only person in the world that's struggling with a debt problem. Uh, but you need to understand that there's people here to help. Um, at Sands & Associates, we serve the entire province. We offer our full suite of services from local offices, as well as over the phone and online, whenever is most convenient um, and, and comfortable for you. And you need to know that you're not alone. You don't have to keep your debt problem to yourself or solve it alone. We're here to help you with respect and empathy and without judgment. Um, The way that I summarize it, and this is on on some of our our marketing materials, and it's it's true, is that you owe it to yourself to get debt help. Everyone focuses on how much do I owe the bank and how much do I owe the credit card company, but the toll of being in debt and the debt stress is real. And it can significantly impact your physical, your mental health, your relationships, and your overall well-being. So sometimes it's it's time to stop focusing on what you owe to all the creditors. What do you owe to yourself? So sometimes the most difficult part of solving a debt problem is admitting there's a problem and reaching out for help. But one of the worst things you can do is just trying to ignore the issue, because if you don't take action, your situation is very unlikely to resolve itself. It's almost always going to get worse.
0: Blair, what are some of the common things that could happen if a person isn't able to make uh, payments on the debt that they owe?
1: Yeah. The first thing that's likely to happen is your creditor is going to start charging you some fees for defaulting or missing your payments. And they're going to report those defaults on your credit history. Um, They might do some kind of helpful things like hike your interest rate up. So you're already having trouble paying a certain interest rate. Well, they might start to make that an even higher interest rate because that was a preferred rate. If you don't miss payments, now that you're having trouble, they make it even more expensive. And that makes your balances get even bigger faster. Um, If you've got a debt at the bank where you do your daily banking they might start to seize payments from your bank account Um, they've got what's called the right of offset which means if you owe a debt to a bank and you have um, some money in any account with that bank they can go into that account and take the money that's owed so it's a tip that every licensed insolvency trustee would share is that you should always bank with what we call a neutral bank so a bank that you have no borrowing relationship with and that's going to stop anybody from being able to seize your funds without any notice to you um This is pretty common, but creditors might send your account to a collection agency. So for the first couple of months when you're behind, they might be very nice and trying to preserve a good customer relationship. Usually after about three months, uh, they bring in the third parties and whether they sell off the debt to them or just hire them on a contract basis, that's when you'll start to get the incessant calls, the nonstop texts, the threatening emails. Um, And then finally, and I'm seeing this more and more than I ever have before, is they can start to take some legal action against you. So it might be temporary to ignore your mail. You know what it's going to say. It's just going to say the balances are higher, but that's a bad idea. You need to always open all of your mail because a collection agency or a lender, they might be taking you to court. And if you don't attend to that, um, you might be required to show up in court. You'll never get thrown in jail for being criminally in debt, but you might get thrown in jail for not showing up to a court appearance if you're required. So make sure that you don't ignore correspondence from your creditors if you find yourself in debt and the threats are escalating.
0: So before we talk about the potential outcomes if a creditor does start to take legal action against you, I want to remind you, if you want to really sort of nip the situation in the bud, so to speak, and you want to take some action, you want to sit down with somebody, this is how you do it. This is their phone number for Sands & Associates. And a reminder, they have offices all over the province, 1-800-661-3030. Or you can also make that first appointment going to the website at sands-trustee.com. Okay, so this is the scary part. What are some Mm -hmm. of the potential outcomes if a creditor does start to take that legal action against you?
1: Yeah, it's scary, Elaine, because essentially if you're being taken to court for a debt, unless this debt is something that's just a mistaken identity or something like that, the creditor is going to win, okay? All they need to do is prove that this is a valid debt. What they can do once they've gotten that, it's called a judgment against you, uh, they can do a few different things. They might do all of these. The most severe one for most people is a wage garnishment. So your creditor might get permission from the courts to take money directly From your wages, and that means contacting your employer. Um, They're able to add on their interest, their penalties, even the legal fees that it costs them to go to court. That can get added to that debt balance. And in the province of BC, they can typically seize up to 30% of your income before it comes to you. So that can just make it impossible for somebody to live and support a family if a wage garnishment is happening against them. Uh, What can also happen is an asset seizure, so a creditor might be able to put a lien against your home, which would be just like another mortgage, and when that house is sold, or when you try to renew your mortgage, which might be every five years or so for most people, your lender is probably going to say, we're not going to renew this mortgage unless this other charge is paid out, so you might actually be forced to sell the home at that point if you've been sued for a debt and it's now put on your title. And you have to uh, really understand that small balances um, are no security that you won't be sued. So prior to COVID, I would have said, if it's under $10,000, the banks are not going to invest the time and sue you. Well, that is now old news. Uh, I've seen regularly clients with as little as $5,000 of debt being taken to court, having wage garnishments against them. And I saw somebody last week with $3,000 of debt. I've never seen such a small balance uh, been taken to court over, but creditors are resurging their collection activities with a vengeance. Now, the good news here is that in general, most creditors creditors take a fair amount of time to proceed with legal action. So you're going to have notice, there's going to be time to respond, you know, you'll know when the court date is. And that gives you all the time that you need to connect with a licensed insolvency trustee, because an LIT can stop any of those proceedings dead in their tracks. So if they haven't gotten that order yet, and you work with a trustee, they won't be able to proceed any further. And if they're already seizing your wages, as soon as you work with a trustee to make a filing, those seizures have to stop right away. So that's a powerful, tool that trustee has. Uh, One final thing is just one exception to the idea that you generally have time before a creditor can start seizing your wages is with Canada Revenue Agency. Because they're obviously an arm of the government, they don't have to go to court. Uh, They will give you some notice, but it might be as little as an email or one written notice or perhaps a phone call. And then CRA is able to go directly to your employer um, or register directly on title um, to any real estate that you have. Um, and that can be, again, very shocking. It can ha- be something that happens quickly and where a normal creditor is restricted to about 30% of your wages. CRA has no restrictions. So I've seen them seize up to a hundred percent of even pension income of CPP of OAS. Um, again, a licensed insolvency trustee can stop all of those things, but it also speaks to the idea of you just can't ignore debt and you you certainly could not ignore debt to government.
0: Um, what are the other things that you recommend people do to uh, th- actually people should avoid doing uh, if they're trying to get a handle on their debt?
1: Yeah. So a couple things, you know, one I, I've summarized it here is don't mistake making minimum pro payments for actually making progress. So the idea of I pay the minimums every month, my credit rating looks good. I want you to read closely on the statements that you have, any credit card statements where you're carrying a balance. There is a disclosure that says, and it's required by law, if you're only making the minimum payments, how long it's going to take you to get out of debt. I regularly have clients show me their statements where it's 150 years or 200 years, just something so absurd. And even relatively smallish balances like $6,000, for example, which is not nothing but No one would say that's you know an extremely high amount of debt that can be decades, up to forty years to pay off just with standard interest charges. So just because you're making minimum payments doesn't mean you're actually making progress to pay down the debt. Um, You also need to be careful about the strategies that you're going to take to repay the debt. If you're not working with a trustee, you might say, okay, well I'm going to start cashing in some assets. I'm going to withdraw some RRSPs. I'm going to lose those anyway, so I might as well just use them to pay down the debt. Um, And for any anyone who's listened to this show for any length of time, we talk about this a lot, especially RRSP assets are completely protected. There's no way you could ever be forced to surrender those assets. You can't be forced to cash them in, but you might be hoodwinked by a collection agent that feeds you up basically lies that says, well, we're going to take them anyway. So why don't you just pay them directly to us? So be very careful if you're thinking of surrendering assets to pay off debt, because you might be doing something that you just don't have to do. And then of course, RRSPs are for you. You saved your whole life. They're For your retirement, you probably need that money. So, paying it off to debt, well, what type of a situation does that leave you in? Uh, A couple more final uh, pitfalls to to avoid here. Uh, One is avoid legally involving your family or friends, like borrowing money from them or co signing credit. Uh, I would say it's never a good idea to co sign a debt for somebody else or to ask somebody to co sign for you, because what you're doing is you're adding an emotional charge to the financial pressures of an already stressful situation. And if you're unable to pay that debt back, and if you go and try to work with a licensed insolvency trustee, the trustee can protect you and can say, yeah, you're responsible for paying back, say, 20 cents on the dollar and everything that you need. But that co-signer that you involve, they'll now be responsible for the full balance that you don't pay. So a lot of people think, well, I'm just going to help somebody out by co-signing. I'm never going to be responsible to pay that debt. But you need to understand it can be what's called joint and several liability. Um, So that means if the person doesn't pay you as the Co-signer can be held accountable for 100% of the debt. So it's a veritable minefield out there of things you can potentially do that might feel right in the situation, but that can lead to worse outcomes overall. So you just need to get the right advice at the right time. And of course, understand that doesn't cost you anything. You can come directly to a trustee with no referral. You never have to pay for debt advice. And we'd be happy to sit down with anybody who's facing a tough situation and help them see what the options are.
0: Yeah, I think that's so good that you ended with that because there's so many people out there wanting to help you and oh my gosh, it would just be a minefield trying to figure out who they are, who do they actually represent, who do they work for and all of that stuff. A licensed insolvency trustee really is the only person to go to in this um, because... They're federally regulated to help you, which I think is just a a really important piece to remember. Uh, You're listening to Dollars and Cents. If you want more information, sands-trustee.com is the website. 1-800-661-3030 is the number to call to set up that first appointment. We're going to talk about some common debt solutions, uh, including ones that you want to avoid. Uh, If you're a BC consumer, and who isn't, there are lots of good options out there, and Blair's going to explain some common debt solutions that you might want to consider to help manage your debt, as well as some key points if you're thinking of comparing, you know, because there are a few options out there, uh, as well as what to avoid when choosing that debt management plan. So Blair, can you start by explaining a bit about what a licensed insolvency trustee does if by chance there's one or two people out there in the universe who don't know? <laughs>
1: Well, of course, and I'm sure anyone that tunes in could probably uh, say this, this next segment for me, but for anybody new, yeah. a licensed insolvency trustee is the most powerful, most qualified debt help professional that you could meet with in Canada. So it's the only professional that's regulated and endorsed by the federal government to help you access all of the great remedies that the government has created inside of the, the uh, Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act, but we're the professional that helps you understand all of your options and allows you to move forward. So an LIT can give you the powerful legal Solutions that give you immediate relief in urgent situations, like if your wages are being garnished or if you've been taken to court. But there's a lot of reasons why someone might reach out when the situation is less urgent, and an LIT is the right person for you to talk about if you just want to understand, or the right person for you to talk to if you just want to understand your legal rights and remedies when it comes to debt, or even whether a debt is collectible, do you have something to worry about? Um, An LIT can help you understand what you can do if you can't pay a debt, if it's just in the short term, or if this debt is just never going to get paid back? What do those options look like? And an LIT is going to give you deeper knowledge and solutions for just about every type of debt, everything from credit cards, personal loans, payday loans, government debts, including things like SERB balances, which we're getting just a ton of inquiries about these days about pandemic benefits that so the government suddenly wants you know some of those back um, and everything beyond that. So if you're having trouble with your debt, an LIT is your best ally to help you figure out how to move forward.
0: Now, there are some options out there, uh, lots of options and resources that folks can access. I mean, besides everything and anything that's on the internet these days, there are other options for folks if they, if they want to sit down and, and find out or talk to somebody about it. Do you want to go over those for them?
1: Yeah, there's a ton of things that that you can do. And the great thing is when you meet with a trustee, um, a trustee is going to review all of the options with you, including the ones you can do just on your own. So there could be some things like, you know, you're going to make no change, continue on as you are just with a little help with your budgeting and LIT can help you review that. Uh, maybe there's an informal repayment plan that you've just got some small debts. You just need a little bit of structure around that. And LIT can help you figure out how that's going to work. Uh, maybe you need some support to negotiate with the creditors on your own. Uh, um, or you just need some understanding about how does it work to refinance a debt? You know, you own a house, you need to access some of that equity to pay debt. So it's not the case that everybody that sees a licensed insolvency trustee um, is going to need to file either a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy. But quite often, if someone is knowing that they're not going to be able to pay the debts off in full, um, the solutions that a licensed insolvency trustee can provide are the best options that are out there if you do need to compromise the debt. So quite often folks come in and we'd start to look at, you know, well, can you consolidate all the debt together? And that's usually where people start is, you know, let's just see if we were to get a consolidation loan, would that help things? And quite often a consolidation loan would reduce the cost of your debt, but you're still paying the debt back 100%. Plus, you know, ideally a reduced interest rate, but still paying some interest. So when you sit down with an LIT, you'll review all of the informal and the formal options. We'll do our best to cost out, you know, everything you can potentially do. And if it is the case, you need the help of the legal options available in Canada. And LIT is able to help you implement those and move forward.
0: So if there's any of those ideas that Blair's already talked about really interest you, uh, I'll give you the phone number for Sands & Associates. It's 1-800-661-3030. And as Blair has mentioned before, they have offices literally all over British Columbia. And if you want to go to their website where you can also get some more good information, lots and lots of questions and answers, uh, as well as you can make an appointment through the website, and that is sands-trustee.com. What about solutions, Blair, that would require working with some kind of service provider? What should, what should folks be aware of in these kinds of services or, or these situations?
1: You know, it's a really murky area. Um, When you start to look online for what all the different options, the people that can help you with your debt, you're going to see a ton of folks that are out there. And I'm going to talk about a couple different categories of professionals before we get to trustees. But please be aware, you know, this is a case of buyer beware. There's some serious gaps in the regulation. Um, You know, trustees are heavily regulated, but most other debt service providers have very little or very sparse regulations that hold them accountable. So you really do need to make sure you've got your skepticism hat on when you're looking at solutions that might not be available through a licensed insolvency trustee. Not saying, of course, that everything's a scam unless you deal with a trustee, but unfortunately, I've had the the misfortune of of meeting with a number of clients over the years who ended up just worse off spending money that they just got no return back when they start to work with informal advisors that charge them fees. So a couple of of options for you uh, whether you're dealing with a debt help professional, one would be to consider working with a credit counselor. So, what a credit counselor might be able to do would be to offer you interest relief from debts eligible for their repayment plans. So, generally, you could try to consolidate your basic consumer debts. So, you know, things like your credit cards, um, hopefully your payday loans, maybe a bank overdraft. And the benefit of working with a credit counselor is most of the time the creditors will agree to freeze the interest. So, instead of the debts charging, you know, 20, 30, or even 40% on a payday loan, you know, those can go down to 0% interest and you pay pay back 100% of the debt over a 5-year plan. So in some cases that can make a whole lot of sense for individuals, but we're going to talk a little bit later about there can be some significant limitations to this plan and I've I've hinted at a couple of them saying well if your debts are eligible and if they agree and you know usually they'll freeze the interest, there's a lot of wishy-washy in those words and that's because there's really not anything legally binding that forces people to work with a credit counselor or to stay on that plan once you're on it. Um, Another class of professional that I would say you should definitely exercise extreme caution and skepticism when working with is what I've called a debt settlement agent. And what a debt settlement agent offers to you is they say, we're going to settle your debts and for a lot less than what you owe, usually one account at a time, by negotiating a lump sum payment that is typically less than the balance owing. Now, you might say, isn't this something you can do on your own? You know, phone up somebody that you owe $2,000 to and say, hey, I'll give you $1,000 tomorrow. Well, yeah, absolutely you can. Uh, a debt settlement agent just puts a whole lot of structure and a lot of fees um, around that. Um, but what's important to know is that both of those uh, strategies, you know, there's no guarantee of success. Uh, when you're dealing with a credit counselor, the creditors often, but not always, agree to freeze interest. So you might have your most pressing debt just decide, oh, we don't want to work with that credit counselor. Mr. And if you have any government debts at all, the government will never work with any professional other than a licensed insolvency trustee. So no credit counselor, no debt settlement agent is going to get you any relief from government debt. Um, Also, if you're dealing with someone that is not a licensed insolvency trustee, there's no ability to protect you. So if your wages are being seized, if you're being taken to court, if the collection calls are happening all hours of the day and night, uh, neither a credit counselor nor a debt settlement agent can do anything to force these people to back off to give you the relief that you need. Um, and then the final point is you gotta be aware of fees. So a lot of credit counseling programs that are run through not-for-profit organizations, which sounds great, but that doesn't mean no fee. So you will generally be charged a fee on top of what you're paying back on your debt. And if you're dealing with a debt settlement agent, those fees can be very significant. So quite often the people that I've dealt with, they've said, you know, I worked with a debt settlement agent You know, I was saving money to make my offer. I was paying them some fees. As soon as they had their fees, they made the offer and the offer was rejected. And then they just left me to twist in the wind. They did nothing for me. They had their fees and they moved on. Um, So definitely be careful if you start to see, you know, advertisements saying fast credit repair, government debt grants, um, you know, payback pennies on the dollar type of a thing. Uh, It's Generally, it's, it's lies, to, to just be frank. So de- exercise all of your skepticism when you're investigating either a debt settlement agreement um, or even a credit counseling plan. Make sure you ask all the right questions.
0: Okay, and I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit here, sort of jumping ahead. So we're going to talk about the two of the options that a licensed insolvency trustee specifically deals in. But how do you get paid if these credit counselors, etc., and the debt settlement people get uh, can charge fees? How do mm-hmm. how does a, a licensed insolvency trustee get paid for their work with someone?
1: Yeah, and those are great questions, Elaine. That's something I'm happy to discuss with every client. Um, every personal bankruptcy and every consumer proposal in Canada is treated the same. There's a government tariff that says if you're dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee, here's what the fees are, here's all the costs of administration, and essentially they're borne by your creditors. So, what I mean by that is if you offer a consumer proposal and let's say you owe $20,000 and you're actually able to afford to pay back $6,000, so just under a third of that debt, which is very typical, um, all that you pay pay back is that $6,000. Within that, your trustee is allowed to retain a portion of those funds. Generally, about 80% of your monthly payments goes to your creditors. Roughly 20% is retained by the trustee, but you don't pay a cent more than what you can afford to offer in that proposal. So essentially, a trustee is never going to ask you for a payment outside of your payment arrangement with your creditors. They essentially get to take a piece of what the creditors uh, would get before they receive it to administer the whole process.
0: Okay. And for, can we we might as well cover off a bankruptcy as well and just co- sort of wind up this segment with the fee part of it. Is that okay with you if we do that? Oh, of
1: course. Yeah. And I think these Great. are all questions that the people normally have. And the way a bankruptcy works is very similar to a consumer proposal, but in a bankruptcy, what you have to pay into the bankruptcy is driven by your income. So if someone is considered low income and for a single person, that means their monthly income is below about $2,400 on a monthly basis. If someone files for bankruptcy and income is at that level. They're not asked to repay any portion of their debt. They just have to pay a basic bankruptcy administration fee that works out to about $2,300 over the nine month term of bankruptcy that's payable to the trustee. And that's instead of making any payments on the debts whatsoever. So you stop paying your debts. If you file for bankruptcy, you pay based on your income. And then the trustee is governed by a tariff that says how much of those funds they can retain versus how much gets paid back to your creditors
0: okay and in the last minute and a half just if in case someone doesn't know what a consumer proposal is and we talk about these all through the show and and stay tuned but can you just give us a bit of a a reader's digest on that
1: yeah you know consumer proposals it's one of the best ways that you can consolidate and cut your debt without borrowing. So it's quite a a misconception. The only way to consolidate is to get a consolidation loan. No, you can achieve even greater benefits by doing a proposal. It's where you put all the debts together into a single payment. You stop all of the interest, never a dollar of interest charged, and you pay back what you can afford on the debt, which is usually just a portion of it. It might be as low as 20 cents on the dollar. It might be as high as 70 or 80 cents on the dollar. Every circumstance is different, but it's generally a significant savings over what you would have to pay if you paid the debts back in full on your own.
0: Okay and a personal bankruptcy We all sort of know what that is already, and it's really not any different, is it?
1: Well, in a personal bankruptcy, in summary, you know, it's not as bad as you would think it would be. It allows you to be discharged from your debts in as little as nine months. And we talk about a lot of other segments, all the details on it. But bankruptcy is a great option if a proposal isn't possible. So if even paying back a portion of the debt is not going to be possible for you, that's when a personal bankruptcy can be a great option for you to examine.
0: I just want to remind folks you're listening to Dollars and Cents and Blair Manton from Sands & Associates helping you get out of debt. We're going to talk about the warning signs of a debt problem, those things that crop up and that you st- you don't pay attention to in the beginning. And then all of a sudden you're paying very close attention to, and possibly don't know what to do at that point. Uh, Blair, who of course I want to say is not only a, a debt help expert, he's president at Sands & Associates, and he's going to share some really good information, some debt warning signs that we can all be aware of, as well as talk about Sands & Associates being a very safe place to get some support, support, Uh, if you're struggling with debt. Blair, can you start by sharing a bit about what you do as a licensed insolvency trustee and actually how you help people deal with debt?
1: Sure. Well, so LITs, Licensed Insolvency Trustees, are Canada's official debt help professionals. So we're the only people endorsed and authorized to provide people with qualified and unbiased debt advice and solutions that can help them manage and even forgive the debt. So if you want to be debt-free, a trustee is your best ally to get to there. Uh, At Sands & Associates, we're BC's largest firm of licensed insolvency trustees focused exclusively on debt help services for individuals and small businesses. And since 1990, we've had the privilege of working with tens of thousands of British Columbians. We help people make informed decisions about their financial situation and assist them with a range of needs, which might include some general advice on their options for dealing with debt, uh, some direction on how to handle a specific creditor or a situation with debt, uh, help people if they're dealing with some collections or some legal actions from a creditor, if folks feel like they're paying their debt, but they're just not going to be paid off in a reasonable timeline, we'll help come up with a better plan. And of course, we help everybody explore their debt relief or debt forgiveness options um, because Canadian law has some incredible remedies that are in there. But you can imagine creditors aren't going to help you understand everything that you can do It might result in you paying less than the total amount of the debt. A trustee is an independent, unbiased officer of the court who is there to help you access the great remedies that have been put in Canadian law to help you get a financial fresh start. So you don't have to be in crisis when you reach out to a trustee. Of course, we help people every day who are having legal actions or just very in dire situations, but more and more people are just being that much more proactive, looking at their statements, realizing they're not making progress and coming to a trustee for some help to getting themselves back to owing nobody anything.
0: Excellent. And if you already know that you want to take some action and phone Sands & Associates, their number, it's pretty easy to remember, 1-800-661-3030, their website, sands-trustee.com. And if you know somebody who you think might be able to uh, get some, some help or some support, just so you know, Sands & Associates has offices literally all over British Columbia now. So Blair, what are some of the common signs that someone should be um, getting some help from an LIT, a licensed insolvency trustee? What kind of situation might they be in that, oh, yeah, this one calls for some some bigger help than just talking to your neighbor about?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some of these that people would say, oh, yeah, obviously, you know, you have an issue and some are a little bit softer than that. So, you know, most typical ones are situations where you can't afford to make your bill payments as due or you're starting to bounce some payments Uh, You might be receiving collection calls, texts, letters. There could be threats of a lawsuit or maybe something that's already happened. Uh, You might be subject to a wage seizure or a bank account seizure or something like that could be in the offing very quickly. And from our experience, most people know they have a problem, but they struggle and they suffer anywhere from one to five years. The average is about two years before they reach out for help. And if I were to say the number one warning sign is debt stress. It's essentially if you think you have a debt problem, you're probably right, and you should not ignore debt stress. It's very real, and it can have serious impacts on your mental health, your physical health, your personal personal relationships, your ability to be a good family member, and more. So if you're having any of these debt stress symptoms, you should know that you're not alone uh, and there are solutions. If you're constantly worrying about your debts, if you're scared or anxious about your financial situation, if you're feeling desperate, helpless, or hopeless, um, any of those signs are big indications that you should reach out for some help and be kind to yourself. Again, if if you're worried about your debt, if it's consuming your your day, um, that's a great indication that a trustee can really help you.
0: Can you share some examples of maybe some less obvious signs of a debt problem that we that we could be on the outlo- on the lookout for?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one to keep to keep in mind of is if debt is what we call it monopolizing your income. If you reach a point where you're making your payments, but they're just servicing the interest on your debt, and you're not making any progress on paying the debt down, but you're already at the limit of what you can afford. If a big portion of your income every month is going to pay in your debts, and you're actually not getting the debts any lower, you have to realize you're probably going to face an unanticipated financial challenge at some point. And if you don't have any savings now, and all your money is going to debt. You're not going to be able to handle that shock to the system. So, you have to be very careful if so much of your income is going towards debt. Um, You also need to be aware of what we call the minimum payment trap. And we call it that because it feels so comfortable to just do what the banks ask of us each month, which is to make those minimum payments. What's a little bit less comfortable is to read the fine print on the statement that says, you know, even a small balance can be decades to pay off. Um, And, you know, some of the big banks, as you look at how they actually calculate your minimum payments, it might might be a $200 payment. It could be $190 of that is going to interest, to fees, it basically disappears. It could be $10 of that or just 5% of what you actually paid is going to reduce your debt balance. So if you're making all your minimum payments, yeah, your credit rating might still look good, but you're not making any financial headway. You're not able to save money. You'll not be able to you know, get that mortgage that you're hoping for or even finance a car uh, if you don't have a good down payment. And putting all your money towards minimum payment. It's just not getting you to a place where you want to be. Uh, From my experience, you know, people take their personal responsibilities, their debt responsibilities very seriously, and that can make asking for help quite difficult. Uh, But definitely know that you owe it to yourself to reach out for help. And it's not a natural situation to be paying a huge portion of your income every month to debt balances that just don't go down. So know that there are solutions out there. You have support to deal with the debt and move forward. And that dealing with a debt problem is not a reflection of you or your character. It's not a moral failing to have to restructure your debts. And there's a ton of situations and circumstances that are outside of our our personal control that can lead to financial challenges. And everybody deserves to live with dignity and without debt and its overwhelming stress.
0: And I, I love this question, and I, I'm looking forward to how you're going to approach it. The question is, how can someone find a licensed insolvency trustee in their area? And I want to expand that just a little bit because we get inundated with all kinds of people telling us, oh, if you do this, then they, you'll be able to kiss your debt goodbye and, mm-hmm. and or do this or take this or, or join this or whatever. And that's just not always the case. Um, and so a licensed insolvency trustee, how do I find one?
1: Yeah, you've got to be careful because if you look online, as you said, Elaine, there's a whole minefield out there of, of folks who, in my opinion, just run completely unethical businesses saying, you know, they're debt consultants, debt advisors, we'll help with a proposal, but they're not actually licensed insolvency trustees. So the first step, the first person you should ever reach out to is a licensed insolvency trustee. If you're in the province of BC, you can reach out directly to Sands and Associates. We serve the entire province, and our full suite of services is available online over the phone, or in person at any of our local offices throughout B.C., when you reach out to a trustee, especially a trustee at Sands & Associates, you're going to meet somebody who's qualified and caring and committed to give you the empowering and non-judgmental support that you need for it to get your debt help and get things back on track. And when you connect with a licensed insolvency trustee, you can expect you're going to be treated with dignity and respect and have a conversation with somebody who genuinely cares and wants you to have solutions and support to move forward with confidence. So in terms of how you know you're dealing with a trustee, you just ask that question. Are you a licensed insolvency trustee? Uh, Big indication if they can't answer that clearly with an affirmative yes. Uh, You should also make sure you're never charged any fees. It should cost you zero to meet with a trustee to figure out your financial options. You don't need any sort of referral and you don't need to be facing the most urgent situation to reach out for help. We do consultations all day, every day, seven days a week. And for a lot of folks, we just give them some good general advice. But for anybody who's really struggling, they're the best hands possible when they reach out directly and connect with a licensed insolvency trustee.
0: Yeah, and I want to add, Sands & Associates is really there to help you move forward with a debt-free plan that's going to be just right for you. Uh, You can get started today. You can book your free confidential consultation at the website sands-trustee.com or give them a call at 1-800-661- Thirty thirty. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. We're going to talk about debt consolidation and really look at whether it's a good thing or a bad, so that we really understand it. Debt consolidation can help you streamline debt payments, pay off debts faster, but there are pros and cons. They might be different types of debt consolidation you should be aware of. In Regardless of where you are on this, Blair Manton, who's president of Sands & Associates, is going to explain it to us. So, Blair, can you explain how a basic debt consolidation works and why someone might consider consolidating?
1: Well, sure, Elaine. So debt consolidation, what we mean when we say that is combining multiple different debts that you might already have into one new balance. And it can be a strategy you want to consider if you want some help to pay down your debt faster um, have a clear repayment schedule or a plan. Usually when you consolidate, it's for um, you know an idea that you're going to be out of debt at a certain date as opposed to just making minimum payments. Uh, it simplifies your finances. So rather than having to juggle various different pay dates to different institutions, it's generally just a single payment that you make each month. And ideally, it's going to save you some money because you're going to at least reduce your interest charges and hopefully your overall monthly payments. Uh, there are two main ways people can consolidate their debt. The most common one, the one that think people generally think about first, is by working with a lender. And when you work with a lender, you might get a loan that you use to pay off all of your existing debt. So maybe you have three or four different credit cards, and you borrow from the bank enough money to pay off all of those cards, and then you're going to pay the bank back over a set term. Uh, Sometimes debt consolidation can take the form of a balance transfer where you move your credit card balances onto a new credit card account and you've got to manage your own monthly payments there because credit cards are not for a fixed term. You have to make sure you're paying enough to actually get out of debt. Uh, Sometimes you might get a personal line of credit where you'll pay back through payments again that you will manage. You have to make sure that goes down over time. Uh, And then sometimes people will consolidate by adding some money to their mortgage, maybe a home equity line of credit or a second mortgage where you can make some set payments or you might even just pay interest only, uh, which again, if you're only paying interest only, you're not actually driving the balance down. So a lot of people consider those options first of borrowing to consolidate the debt, but there's actually a wonderful alternative of debt consolidation called a consumer proposal. And a lot of people don't think about that when they start to consolidate their debt, but there's some big differences and benefits uh, to doing a consumer proposal. But first off, what it means when you do a consumer proposal is you combine virtually all of your debts, including common consumer debts, any personal debts, and even government debts into a single repayment plan. And in a proposal, you offer to repay the portion of the debt that you can afford to pay back. It's usually not the full amount unless you can clearly afford that. It's usually a significant discount on that. And the maximum term for a consumer proposal is five years. So you know exactly when your debt-free date is going to be when you start the proposal. When you do a proposal, your creditors will agree to forgive the unpaid balance, which often reduces the balance by 50 to 80%, um, and your debts are automatically frozen. The day you file a proposal, not a single dollar is added to your interest anymore. So that's just a huge relief for folks. Um, You have to work with a licensed insolvency trustee who takes over the communications with your creditors, collects your payments, distributes them to your creditors, and administers the whole process.
0: Okay. So before we talk about um, the benefits to consolidating, uh, which there are a number to to think about, and if you want to know now that you want to talk to somebody about how to do this, or, or at least to take a look at how to manage your debt better, regardless of the way you're going to do it, this is the phone number for Sands & Associates. It's 1-800-661-3030. Okay, Blair, so what are the benefits or some of the benefits to consolidating your debt?
1: Well, it depends on which option you're choosing, whether it's a borrowing option or a non-borrowing option. Both have their benefits, and we'll talk also some potential drawbacks. In terms of benefits, if you're using a lender to consolidate your debt, generally you'll want to get benefits like, as we talked about, one simple monthly payment that's going to make your finances easier to manage. Um, you're ideally going to pay back the consolidated debt at a lower interest rate and at a term short enough that you're going to save money on the overall cost of the debt. Um, Ideally, your monthly payment is going to be smaller than what you were paying on all of the debts individually because the interest charges are hopefully going to be lower and then you should have a schedule. The best types of debt consolidation loans are going to be for a fixed term. They're not going to be for 10 plus years. Hopefully they're just for a few years um, to get you out of debt on a reasonable time frame. Now, if you're looking at a consumer proposal to consolidate your debt, there's even more benefits than working with a lender because the biggest thing as I mentioned earlier, is you're paying back the affordable portion of the debt. That might be as little as 20 cents on the dollar. might be as high as 100, but typically it's quite low. It's often 20 to 30 cents on the dollar, and that gives a full settlement of your account balances with a flexible and customized monthly payment. And because most people are cutting their debt significantly and everyone is not paying an additional dollar of interest charges, consumer proposal payments are usually substantially lower than the combined monthly payments or even any debt consolidation loan. Uh, What's really powerful when you do a consumer proposal is you get professional support through the process. So financial counseling services, there's no fees that are added to your debt services, to your debt payments. The trustee steps in the middle between you and your creditors, make sure all the communications go through them. And that can be a huge stress relief, uh, can really uh, lessen the anxiety people are feeling when they have to deal with a bunch of different lenders and maybe signing on for something they're not sure they can afford. Doing a consumer proposal, it has to be affordable and your trustee's going to help be the buffer between you and the people that you owe money to.
0: And what are the downsides to debt consolidation? And are are there a lot of them?
1: Well, the biggest one, if you're consolidating with a lender, is it's pretty darn tough to qualify, especially these days. So quite often, a lender would say, well, you're already struggling with these debts. If we go and pay off all of these debts, what are the guarantees you're going to actually pay back this consolidated debt? So quite often, if you try to borrow to consolidate your debt, the lenders would say, well, the only way we're going to approve you is if you get a co-sign co-signer somebody else to sign on the dotted line to be responsible, which is generally a very bad idea, um, or if you agree to pledge some." major assets as collateral, you know, maybe put up your car, for example, or maybe cash in some investments. So that can be incredibly risky. And I understand from the lender's perspective, they want to have a guarantee that they get repaid. Uh, But sometimes you have to think, well, if the bank's not willing to approve me for a consolidation loan, what do they know that I don't? Maybe I'm going to really have trouble. I'm going to struggle to repay this. Uh, when you do a consolidation loan, if you are approved, um, you have to make sure you can actually afford it, that the interest charges, even if they're less, are still something that's going to fit into your budget. And you have to be careful too. You're not going to be stuck into what we call a borrow, repay, borrow cycle uh, if you don't stop using your credit. So I've seen it too often where people have qualified for a consolidation loan, all their other balances were paid down to zero, and they just had to start using credit again. And then a couple of years later, they're at the point where they owe the consolidation loan and the balances that were previously at zero are now back up again. So you really have to look deep into your budget, into your living situation, and make sure that you can afford any type of lender-based consolidation that you do.
0: And there really isn't any downside because we talk about consumer proposals all the time, but there really isn't any downside to a consumer proposal. Am I right to assume that?
1: Well, they they counteract most of the negatives that I've just talked about. You're not borrowing. You're not paying any interest. You don't need a credit score or any qualifying factors. You keep all of your assets. There's no cosigner. And you start fresh. You can build new credit right away to reestablish yourself. You know, the only potential downside is that there is a notation on your credit report for a period of time. If it's a five-year proposal, literally a year after it's paid off, that notation is gone. So it's not a permanent mark against you. It's something you can clearly recover from. And what's great with a consumer proposal is it's flexible. If you it's a five-year proposal, but suddenly things go great, you can pay that proposal off earlier with no penalty, no interest. You can get yourself back on track. So for so many people, they find a consumer proposal is just that life-saving option that they've been looking for. And it's far superior to borrowing from a bank and doing debt consolidation that way.
0: Such a great, such a great um, uh, piece to leave us. And I want to suggest, if you're not entirely sure or you missed some pieces, the website sands-trustee.com is just filled with so many great questions and really easy to understand answers. And of course, making that first phone call and sitting down with somebody to walk through the process—that's what these people are all about at Sands and Associates. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time.